Super Bowl 56 is in two weeks. You've seen all of the stats and the numbers and everything. It's, it's going to be a delicious two weeks here. The Bengals were 300 to 1 underdogs. 300 to 1 to get to the Super Bowl. It's This is the biggest, unlikeliest underdog to make it to the Super Bowl in Vegas betting history. So nobody saw this matchup of the Rams and the Bengals. I think we all kind of saw that there's a chance it could be the Rams, but not the Bengals, man. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, it sure is. Hello, Canada and Canadian sports fans in the United States and around the world. It's the RP Show. It's episode number 687 of your favorite daytime sports talk show coming to you from South Florida. That's where I'm at. And uh, the Moose, the Moose is loose. He's in the NHL's Bermuda Triangle, and we welcome to the program today. Hey, Moose, I don't know what we're going to talk about today. I, I can tell you this. <laughs> just just under the wire, just before we went to air, I got the tweet out. I was surf- looking for just the right gif on my Twitter feed to promote our Listen Live feed because we're streaming 24-hour sports radio, the world's best cast secret, plus we're on Game Plus TV. So I'm tweeting all that. And it's Tom Brady giving a, in a Buccaneers uniform, by the way. Uh, Yes, that's going to be a lot of our talk today over the next two hours. Tom Brady officially announcing his retirement this morning after 22 seasons. If anybody was listening to the intro, you called it yesterday. So neither of us know Tom, but clearly you know him better than I do. And we'll be talking about that. I'd like to ask the viewers what's their best Tom Brady memory if they have one uh, throughout the program you can tweet at us you can text us on the 902 line you can write it on the youtube feed if that's where you're watching the program from uh if i may moose um two things on tom brady i when he came off through the nfl we all remember in 2001 i was never a patriots fan so it's like tom's doing his thing over there i wasn't a michigan fan so whatever he started to win super bowls he's setting records and obviously there was a coolness about him but after he won about his fourth super bowl and when the deflate gate happened and then the spy gate with his coach, people really started to turn on Tom Brady, a la what happened with Wayne Gretzky back in the day, a little bit with Sidney Crosby. That made me like Tom more. He was almost the underdog to me despite all of his Super Bowls because there was so much hate. We've realized over the years that it's just jealousy because there's no real reason not to like Tom Brady. So from a personal aspect, that's why I loved him because he continued to win and smile despite all that. And, but I would say his fifth Super Bowl of his seven the greatest comeback ever uh, against the Atlanta Falcons is my favorite Tom Brady memory down 28-3 to late third quarter. The owner of the Falcons came down out of his luxury suite. He stopped eating shrimp cocktail for a minute to go down to the sideline to accept the trophy. You idiot. If you wonder why the Falcons had never won anything. And Tom just like, oh, hold my beer. And here we go. So for a few reasons, that's why I love Tom Brady so much. A little disappointed this morning. That, I'm, I'm usurping myself. I'm scooping myself. That's the first of the quick six show topics. What's your uh, Tom Brady thoughts? Yeah, you know, it's tough. Um, it's really tough. I, he's such a great uh, football player, and we've kind of fallen in love with him. And I'm with you. You know, it wasn't until later in his career that I really started to fall in love with Tom Brady. You know, early on, he's winning all the time. Like, I'm sick of this guy winning. Let's just let somebody else win. But then he starts dealing with some adversity and overcoming that adversity. And that's when I started to, you know, follow the brand a little bit more, follow him, get inside who he is. And you started to like him more and more and more and the kind of person he is. Um, there's two things for me. I mean, the, my favorite memory is the, the Bucs Super Bowl. I mean, because it was so improbable. It was so improbable. They weren't supposed to win. Tom at that age can't win. Right? 
kind of Tom against the world. He can't be Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. And then they did. And then the whole party on the boat with the, uh, the tequila and the trophy toss. I mean, it was all the, the memory because it was kind of, he was the underdog in that Super Bowl and he won. So for me, that was my favorite Tom memory. I'll welcome viewer comments already a little earlier than normal here uh, from Jack Fulton and uh, Alberta. TB12 is truly a class act. Love Tom Brady. Brady Leovold watching in Muskoka, Ontario. He's the GOAT athlete and has a great last name from my cousin Christine in Madison Hat. She says, my daughter will be in tears over the Brady news. Which one, Chris? Which daughter? Jeff in Winnipeg. Jeff Cabello says, haters gonna hate, but he's the GOAT. And uh, now the comments are coming in like crazy from BW. Good morning from frozen northern Alberta. Good morning to you. I also got to say this. At some point, you will all in Canada where they're behind in the broadcast regulation world. At some point, you're going to get to see Tom Brady and uh, the man in the arena. We finished it last night, the all the ninth episode. And another reason why I'm sort of like a namaste with Tom is I kind of get it because they go deep into the Alex Guerrero, his doctor, that the Patriots banned from the sidelines and banned from traveling with the team. And Tom gets into it in the in the documentary, Darren. He's like, wait, 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 wait a minute. Just because he's encouraging me to work out differently than everybody else, because I don't need to do the same workouts as a 375 pound D tackle. OK, and maybe because he's training me a little different, rehabbing me different. I'm still winning. But nope, that wasn't good enough for Bill Belichick. Nope, you need to be like everybody else. This reminds me at the radio station. How come Rod's only here two hours a day? We're all here for eight. Uh, Rod's bringing in millions, okay? We're not. I never got that latitude. Nor did Tom Brady. And you brought up something uh, that in, where did you see it? It was in a statement that nowhere did he mention the New England Patriots. Yeah. Oh, no. He didn't. And, that, and that's, that's the talk, you know, right now. And it's a lot of the buzz. Oh, he didn't mention the Patriots in his eight, you know, um, point speech or his tweet, right? It was eight tweets, eight posts in a row on his retirement. But you know what? This, I don't think it's a story, even though I mentioned it to you. I don't think it's a story because this is about the Bucks. He closed. You know, his time with the New England Patriots, he said goodbye to the fans there. He did the whole thing in New England. This is now about this. Now, if he, you know, when he gets into the Hall of Fame, if he doesn't mention the Patriots then, that might be a little slap in the face, right? In his big Hall of Fame speech, or if he goes on, you know, a big uh, feature and starts talking about his career. But this is, uh, this is about the last two years and about this chapter and about his retirement. So I don't think it's a big story, but everybody's going to talk about it. Yeah, wait till you watch the documentary. By the way, are you okay? Or was somebody trying to talk in your ear? You—it's like you got stung by a bee. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. Did, did I get a little? Okay. Okay. You were just slurring and stuttering a little bit, and just reminded me of maybe the guy that I saw in the parking lot of the Marathon <laughs> gas station yesterday, pounding, pounding light beer at 10 a.m. <laughs> I'm like, oh. been had there. A, had a little cough syrup this morning. Yeah, glad I'm not anymore. <laughs> I was putting some air in my tires of my no. Jeep, and I'm like, see you later, amigo. Okay, 
The official story from the Associated Press. Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback in NFL history, is retired after winning seven Super Bowls and setting numerous passing records in an unprecedented 22-year career. Tom wrote in a, in a lengthy post on Instagram, this is difficult for me to write, but here it goes. I am not going to make that competitive commitment anymore. I have loved my NFL career, and now it is time to focus my time and energy on other things that require my attention. Brady has long stated his desire to spend more time with his wife, supermodel Giselle Bundchen, and children despite still playing at the top of his game. We'll get into this more uh, later. Let's move on. By the way, the guests today from Winnipeg Sports Talk, Hustler Patterson. He wants to take you to task, I feel, with your Connor Hellebuck to the orders supposition yesterday. And also Eric, Eric Engels from Sportsnet Montreal is going to be with us. Um, I wanted to particularly ask him about Carey Price and what he sees in the future for CP31. By the way, uh, let's jump to the poll question for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center today. Who should the Edmonton Oilers acquire in goal? These are options that I came with on my own, guys that I've heard that they may or may not be talking to or about. Braden Holtby, Marc-Andre Fleury, Martin Jones or other leading the way right now the flower uh coming in second in the vote Braden holtby who i think they should i've been championing that for two years and i looked right. up his stats today he's played the most games in dallas of their goalies you got anton Hubob and whatever sitting in the minors the guy that took him to the stanley cup a couple of years ago they got too many goalies in dallas trade holtby you guys aren't going anywhere so that and by the way one of our sponsors writing in from yesterday when i opened up the text line there was a text here from chris chuba hubbard he says my oilers already have a martin jones his name is miko koskinen signed chuba in regina i don't even know what that means what does that mean martin jones was pretty good in san jose for a while now because i remember when he was uh lighting it up with the Sharks. I'm like, how come the Flames couldn't draft him? They had him right under their nose with the Hitman for years. And he goes to San Jose and lights it up. So anyways, the, uh, the viewers want to see him and the voters want to see him. The orders go with the flower. Anyways, last night in the NHL, they're really going off here in South Florida, Moose, about what happened in Columbus. Sam Reinhardt scored his fifth career hattie, lifting the Florida Panthers over the Blue Jackets 8-4 Monday for their fourth straight win. Mason Marchment. Remember him, the former Leaf? Had two goals and four assists for a career-high six points to help Florida secure top spot in the NHL overall. Heading into the All-Star break, Alexander Barkov, Owen Tippett, and Mackenzie Wieger also scored, and Reinhardt had an assist. I don't know what it was like before I came here, you know, for a lengthy period of time. I'd been in and out, but yeah. not where I'd spent months like this. They're going Panthers nuts. I'm not joking. This, their 75 goals in the month of January are the most by any NHL team in a calendar month in the last 25 seasons. Florida's 12 wins this month also a team record. So I don't know if they cared back in the day, but they really care now. Like you turn on the radio and they're talking about the Florida Panthers. Coming from Canada, that doesn't seem like groundbreaking news, but it is. And the other thing they're talking about, Moose, is your guy, Jim Harbaugh. Looks like he's going to come coach the Miami Dolphins. You've been a Wolverines fan for a year. How does this sit with you? 
you know what? And then finally, it's the first year that Harbaugh beat Ohio State. You know, I think if it was a year ago, people would be happy to see him leave in Michigan. But now that he had some success and got to a national semifinal, they want to, they want him to stay. So yeah, it kind of sucks from a Michigan point of view. I think he's okay. Um, he's also apparently getting flown into uh, Minnesota, right, for an in-person interview in Minnesota and uh, Miami. So the door is open for a return to the NFL, which is uh, which is kind of wild. But uh, he's had a lot of success in the NFL. As uh, for here, the Dolphins media seems to think that he's coming to Miami, Bob. We'll see. Anyways, moving on. In Tirana, the Maple Leafs hit the midseason mark with another dramatic come-from-behind win. A six-game goal-scoring streak from Mitch Marner and a Hattie from Austin Matthews. The Leafs notched a 6-4 victory against the New Jersey Devils to extend their win streak to four games, and they now have the identical record to which they enjoyed at the 41-game point a year ago. When I was reading that summary this morning, I thought that was particularly poignant, that it's the exact same record, 28-10-3, as last year at the Midway. So, yeah. how do we feel about that? I think we feel better. One of the areas from a Toronto point of view is you talk about the character of those young players and how maybe it's not there come playoff time. In years past, when they go down in games like this by two or three goals, we don't see them come back. They kind of pack it in and say, hey, we'll come back next game and, and they can play with anybody. But... To show that ability to come back, even against teams like New Jersey, I think it is big. And I think, they, I think they're in a better spot than they were last year. But again, it's a different game in the playoff. Oh, no kidding. But listen, I'm caught up in this COVID time warp like everybody else. But it says, I'm reading from the wire copy. They now have the identical record to which they enjoyed at the 41-game point a year ago. Okay, I, now I got it. It's, they played 56 games last year. So they weren't at the midway point last year, but it's after 41 games. I got it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because the story was that, oh, that they're, they're at the all-star break. And here's right. the record. Okay, I got it. Too many pucks off the melon here. In Ottawa, Tim Stutzla squeezed the puck into the top corner of the net to beat Miko Koskinen with 37.6 seconds remaining in overtime. Thomas Shabbat and Nick Paul each scored for the Senators. Matt Murray made 37 saves for the Oil. Connor McDavid and Darnell Nurse scored as Koskinen stopped 28 shots. The game wrapped up a four-game homestand for the Sens. They are at the Islanders tonight in their final game before the All-Star break. The Oilers will take on the Washington Capitals Wednesday in their final game before the All-Star break. In Chicago, Vancouver Canucks coach Bruce Boudreau said he liked his goaltender tandem of Thatcher Demko and Yaroslav Halak. Monday, it was Halak's turn. He made 20 saves and Brock Besser scored, leading Vancouver to a 3-1 victory over the listless Chicago Blackhawks. Our buddy Luke Shen scored for Vancouver, as did Alex Chason. <clears throat> Canucks have dropped 4-5. The NHL, by the way, as I move on to point three, and its Players Association announced new changes to their COVID-19 protocol, including a removal of daily tests for the fully vaccinated. The league says the new rules will come into effect for each team immediately following that club's last game before the All-Star break. It adds that the new regulations are in place alongside local, state, provincial, and federal health laws. 
my take on that is okay it doesn't make any sense any more sense than before we know that you can spread the virus even though you're fully vaccinated so what the hell have we been doing here they just want to get back playing that's my take and i guess we'll squeeze this in point four Gary Trent Jr. scored 31 points, Spicy P added 23, and the Toronto Raptors snapped Atlanta's seven-game winning streak with a 106-100 win Monday night. Gary Trent, I think, I think he's my favorite Raptor, hit three threes in the closing minutes of the third quarter, including a buzzer beater, and then connected early again in the fourth to put the Raps up 85-77. We are four-sixths of the way. Milestone High School math, two-thirds of the way through the quick six show topics. When we come back, I got some stay five at the Scotties. Athletes for Canada testing positive at Beijing. And then some CFL notes. Cody Fajardo has agreed to take a pay cut. How about that? How about and that? Uh, Jeremiah, Jeremiah Masoli seems to be the belt of the ball in CFL free agency. So that's ahead. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.